This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is a show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo E. Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. And on today's episode, we have, honestly, one of my personal favourite chefs and favourite characters in the KL food scene in the studio with us today. Uh, he's been on the show before in one of our very first few episodes, episode two, actually. Uh, and during that episode, he engaged our audience with uh, his passionate tales of Indian food and Indian flavour and now he's embarked on a new chapter of his culinary journey with the opening of his new restaurant under the same name Flower uh, it's at a new location with new menu and it really shows off the evolution of his culinary prowess it's Chef Yogesh Upadhyay from Flower show again today for the second time glad to be happy to be back okay so for i guess for our listeners who didn't listen to episode two where where you really wax lyrical about uh indian food and indian breads especially Correct. why don't you give us an introduction to you and your restaurant i'm the bread guy <laughs> uh i cook i cook simple we have a restaurant since 2017. Uh, there was the earlier flower, which was operating in Bukit Damansara, in Plaza Damansara. And uh, we operated there for three years. Uh, it was uh, casual dining. We all know that. You've been there. Mm-hmm. In fact, you were there in 2019 when the next level of the flower menu came up. And I promised you that time gluten-free breads will come and they came, right? Remember the bread discussion? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were there at that time. That flower was, was very casual. Uh, not very, but... Almost casual. Uh, there it was very tight, uh, 64 covers in in 1,500 square feet. And uh, we had reached the peak when it comes to food. See, flowers going reservation for a week or 10 days over there, which means to get a table in flower, eight bukit damansara was very difficult. At the same time, when me and Madam would discuss about uh, guest happiness and are they are they are they really dining or they're eating? It was eating. It's a casual environment. There was no experience, at least not the experience that we wanted to give the guest in, in the cuisine. And we do comfort food. I do only comfort food. Uh, that's when we hit the ceiling. That's what I mean by saying we hit the ceiling. Uh, in food, if I give anything more now, the guest will not be able to relate and enjoy because there's no ambience for it. Mm. He's not prepared for it. Imagine in this room that we are sitting, if I give you a foie gras, you're not going to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But in this room that we are sitting, if I give you a burger, you're going to love it. You, you get it? <laughs> That's what I mean to say when right. it comes to yeah. food. Uh, luckily, wife at uh, Madam at that time and we, it was just luck, I think. We saw a particular bungalow, World War II, and she decided to take it. She said, we are doing it here. It was in Shabbles and we converted it into a beautiful restaurant. It took us six, eight months, I think, around there to convert mm-hmm. that into a lovely restaurant. It is done. And now, in this new flower, uh, everything is different. What we wanted to do was retain the history of the World War II bungalow. Yet, when you enter inside, you feel modern. That's exactly what you feel when you come to this flower. It looks like a resort from outside. 
you go in you're transported outside of malaysia you're not in malaysia i don't know which part of the world you are in so <laughs> when you come in it's a very different feeling you're in a different part of the world that's the ambiance uh, you come inside you're greeted you're seated and then the food comes in this flower the food that we do is is very different mm-hmm. it is comfortable yet fine when i use the word fine the techniques that we use are very fine now for example uh, i do lamb chops here it comes medium rare uh, i do i do f- uh, prawns from samporna they are so they are so creamy and buttery and and almost translucent so when i cook them and when you have them well done you feel the texture of sashimi when it is cooked now imagine such fine food uh, so it's expensive yeah, not, not, not 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 my pricing mm. my procurement mm. uh, to purchase yeah it definitely sounds like a very different beast from the first version of the flower that you yes. that you gave us in Bukit Amansar right? yes more finer now mm-hmm. i'm just wondering like whether this was you know something that you already had in mind when you opened the first uh first flower in Bukit Amansar or was it after opening it you feel oh i'm too constrained in this place and i want to release some of my creativity they were both first when we did flower the objective was what where flower is heading to now it's not yet there where we are heading to now and second thing that you said is correct to do what we wanted to do a, a shop lot or the environment that we were able to give us maxed out in bukit tumansara mm so we had to move out we had to do something different and we had to come up with a completely new thing so yes this was the vision of la and we are now giving it in this fla as you said as you rightly said was this the objective yes was this a vision we are heading towards that yes answer mm. is a yes and when it comes to food again yes everything is a yes 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 we are in the right direction that's what i mean to say mm-hmm. yeah and it's a constant it's a constant journey when it comes to cooking right so do you feel like your style of cooking has changed because you were saying before that it was comfort but now it's comfort but also fine uh when i say comfort and when i say fine i still do comfort food mm-hmm. what i meant by that is in the earlier flight it was more saucy 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 so you had rogan josh uh your curry chicken all like typical i hate this word i'm going to say it uh, because you'll understand it better when i say saucy i see a question mark on your face let me tell you this they were all more curry 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 oh curry yeah no it. but but i feel uh, like now, when... now you get it but here i do same sauces i do have uh, the two saucy saucy dishes too uh, let me make it easy again curry 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 too but now there are other things which make it more fine so there's not much difference it is still very comfort but the cooking is fine for malaysians i guess when you know when you say very saucy very curry based dishes i guess when when we think of indian food at least maybe in malaysia and pro- probably in a lot of places in the world so we do think of those very saucy stews or curries right and so in this new place that you have i've seen well i haven't dined there yet but i've seen like your dishes and it gets a bit inventive you know and, and they're, they're not what you expect from an indian restaurant so tell me a bit about how you're trying to change or modernize people's understanding of indian food yes absolutely you're right the last part uh you started by saying what people expect in different parts of the world or maybe in malaysia when it comes to my cuisine there is indian cuisine it's more curry format right right and people say we let's go and have curry mm-hmm. uh i don't like that uh but i will not say that it is not correct it's it's personal right and i also strongly feel that 
we we it took us quite a few decades but we killed our food slowly and steadily uh, the food that you have brought up with which is called the indian food which you think it is indian food is not indian food uh, it is something else that's what i feel uh, now what do i do i have to change it i have to bring in something by which the food becomes more indian than what the world thinks about indian food mm. okay now how do i do that If you go to a restaurant, you can relate your food to what? Well, give me a few names. Come on. When you go to a restaurant, what do you want to have in an Indian restaurant? Let's say curries. What do you want to have? Curry, varval. Oh, lamb. <laughs> go on. Give me four five. <laughs> I feel like I'm insulting you at the moment. No, no, no. Give me four five. Give me four varval. Very good. Well, Lovely. I like dal makhani. Fantastic. What um, else? Um, I guess. And you probably get the most insulted with this, like butter chicken. Fantastic. <laughs> right, give me some vegetables. Ah, uh, palak paneer. Oh wow! How uh, lovely. Next. Some form of bindi, maybe masala. Fantastic! Yeah. Come on, go on, go on. Give me a few more. <laughs> uh, have some raita on the side. Raita, okay, go on. Yeah. Give me more. Some different kinds of breads, rotis. Fantastic! Well, What else? Spoke of uh, some rice, saucy curries, and like you have yeah. not crossed eight. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I'll add more to this: rogan josh, kadai chicken. Yeah. Right. Ten. Okay. That includes the side dishes, which is called the breads and the rice and the raita. These are side dishes, okay? So if I take these three out, you had seven. You could not cross seven. So this is what everybody, mostly majority It's of like people, common stuff. Majority people in the world, uh, or in Malaysia. Why do I talk about the world? Let's talk about Malaysia. Uh, want to have when you go to an Indian restaurant? Are you trying to tell me that's my cuisine? Absolutely not. It's more than that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Now, how do I convince you there is more than that? First, I take away all these ten from you. I'll tell you. Sorry, but you're not having this anymore. And I give you something which I believe is my food, and I give you something new. And that is where I take you in a zone which is called the unknown zone. You don't know the flavors. You know, but you don't know. How do you know? Because you are aware of the spices. I'm using the word spices, not chili. Categorically, spices. Your your palate is used to those spices, but what is unknown is completely new. So when you come to flower, you this is what you expect. Uh, Whatever seven dishes and the three <laughs> sides that you got, you, you won't get, get it. Yeah, you won't get it. And it is high time, I believe, that the food needs to move forward in in comfort format. I'm doing just that, in order to bring the cuisine up, in order to uh, ensure that it is not completely gone down the drains. Uh, it has to be recreated, mm. and I I I don't keep in mind, uh, I don't keep in mind whether you are a Malaysian. Or I'm serving a Singaporean or a Japanese, or or, or I'm serving anybody from the West World, or Oceania, Australia, New Zealand. No, I I don't keep all this in mind. The only thing that is on my mind all the time is 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 these are the herbs, leaves, and vegetables used in India, and I need to pair it with some spice, and this is what I'm going to do. So, you mentioned a point there about how you know we have all these expectations of what Indian food is supposed to be, but you personally. You feel like you know there's actually so much more to Indian food, and do you feel like this applies not just to Indian food as well, to like across all different types of cuisines? Like- oh yes, look look at Italian. Tell me Italian food. Come yeah. on, go on, go on. Pizza, pasta. Uh, oh, different kinds of. Now give me five pasta. types of pasta. Come on. Carbonara. Okay, uh, one. Marinara. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, Italians Bongole. listening to us now will be laughing yeah. at you. Next. Go on, go on, go on. I go mean, on. these are the classics. Uh, come these on. Are the classics, you don't right? call them classics, June, yeah. because these are the only things uh, we think of when we go to mm. uh, any cuisine restaurant. Uh, and 
But I would push back, right? I would I would say that you need to hone on an, a few key dishes for that cuisine to spread across the world. And, and I guess there's a bit of politics and soft power involved as well, where, you know, because your cuisine is known through some of these dishes, then it's easier for people to understand. And we're going a bit off topic here, but... To, but let me help you here. <laughs> <laughs> and let me help myself too. We spoke about another cuisine, Italian. And right. when it comes to cuisines, uh, we generally form a paradigm. Paradigm is you become a frog in a well mm-hmm. and you say, these are the only things I want to have because these are the only things you've tasted or these are the only yeah. things your friends have told you. Mm-hmm. But that's not a cuisine. And when you talk about classics, uh, food is ever evolving. Yeah, uh, There can nothing be, I don't believe there can be anything called as classic. Uh, there can be something all-time favorite and all-time favorite is not equal to classic. Uh, for example, Ray-Ban shades are classics, right? Okay, uh, but butter chicken is not classic. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying. Aliolio is not classic. Aliolio is grandmother's pasta. You know that's aliolio. Uh, so we have to understand all this. And today aliolio has evolved from from a grandmother's uh, kitchen to a restaurant. We get different formats of it, right? That's evolution. Mm. Uh, what I mean to say is I'm tired of it when it comes to my cuisine, and I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, I want this world to understand through Malaysia that how deep is my culture? I don't want my culture to be known and restricted to butter chickens and varuals and rogan joshes, my dear. You know, I, I do things like, uh, I make sauces from pumpkin. I make sauces from coriander stem. Have you ever heard of it? Mm. No. I make sauces from yeah. mint leaves and stem. Both, using both together. I make I make sauces from papaya. Now, these are all vegetables, herbs and leaves that India has been consuming for thousands of years. It's now put on the table because these are probably had at home. These are, this is not commercial food. It has to come on the table. Have you ever heard of green lentil in Indian cuisine? Yeah. Oh, come yes. on. Shut up. You're lying to green me. Lentil? Tell me what's green lentil in Indian cuisine. I guess it's a kind of lentil. I mean, yeah, lent- they, people they, know they, that lentil. Have, I asked, did you, use have you ever in heard of cuisine? green lentil in Indian cuisine? Yeah, you, sure, you yeah. have the yellow lentils. And the red ones. Uh, no red ones. You have no the black lentils, ones. which is also related to dal makhani. Two. Two. Third. Third. I guess it's the green. No. Yeah, you guess it's the green. I put it on the table. So these these are what we make at home. Uh, yeah. For example, when I was young and I used to hate okra, my mother would make okra and give me curd, a Greek yogurt with it. She would say, son, mix it and have it. I fell in love with it. Today, I've put that on the table. So I have something called as Greek yogurt and okra and that okra is absolutely not slimy. We, we do all that. Uh, these, are, these are all dishes or, or, or food which has not come on the table. And I will keep doing it. And as I said, I don't keep in mind your palate. I mm-hmm. don't keep in mind Madam's palate. I don't keep in mind uh, anybody else's palate. I keep in mind only one thing, the flavors. That's all. That is why at FLA, you have guests who, who, who like my food. There are guests who hate my food. There are many guests who say, we are overrated. Everything. Everything happens at FLA. But that's the soul. That's the reason why FLA breeds. Because we have everyone. Mm-hmm. And the more it is like this, the more people want to keep trying. Because what people are not understanding is I'm taking them away from what they know and giving them something new, which includes you and all of us. When that happens, it's a change, it's a shift. Rejection is first. 
even after rejection you not accepted it will take a friend of that guest to say come on you come with me i'll show you what to have at flower and that may shift a bit and then another entry another and then changes completely it mm. takes time yeah and that requires patience i'm ready for it but indian comfort food has to change it has to come out of all the dishes 10 dishes that we just seven actually that we just spoke about before we continue any further we are going to take a quick break but we mean come back we'll hear more from chef yogi about flower restaurant stay with us you're listening to breaking bread on bfm 89.9 Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I'm Jun and I've been speaking with Chef Yogesh Upadhyay from Flower Restaurant. We've just been talking about the opening of his new restaurant, but we're going to delve a bit deeper into his food and cooking philosophy. And do you feel like a lot of your inspiration for for these dishes that you serve there are from your background in in India and like a lot of it was from your I guess the example of the of the mixing with the yogurt was from your mom's cooking yeah. right yes. was it a lot from what you had previously as a as a kid as well as a kid i did i never liked indian food never did huh? i i really whenever you know in india we have chinese food so i would eat chinese food in india more with my friends than having indian food indian food when my father ran indian restaurants four or five of them since 1966 he's still running them uh I learned spices from my father, herbs and leaves from my father. The art of using them, it is magical. My mother taught me quite a number of other things. How to keep it simple. You know, a restaurant is complicated, but mother's kitchen is simple. Mm. I learned that from my mom. And my dad threw me in the restaurant when I was about thirteen, fourteen years of age. So, long story short, I was literally uh, enslaved in, in, <laughs> in my dad's kitchen. Mm. Uh, but it helped. What I do now is exactly what I learned from my father, art of spice leaves and herbs, and from my mother to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. That's why I can do so much. And how do I get into these pumpkin sauces and coriander stem sauces and all? This happens when I do a lot of research. There's a lot of work that I do uh, before we even begin trials. My research goes deep, 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 thousands of years at the back, thousands of years back. spices come naturally to me now mm. there are certain vegetables like the pumpkin sauce which i make now we ha- we call it kaddu in india it's called kaddu uh, we eat kaddu ki sabzi means kaddu vegetable that's all i turned it into a sauce that's what i did what else comes with it or is this on no, it's, it's own, chicken right? thing right it, right right it's it's chicken dish which is created flour mm. it is called uh, pumpkin chicken as pumpkin sauce and now to make that sauce lovely even more beautiful I add Sichuan pepper, which we consume in northeast of India. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine the sweetness of pumpkin, which is Rajasthani is like. The chicken on top, which comes from the tandoor, which is Punjab style, and then I put Sichuan pepper, which is northeast of India. Now what do you call that dish? North Indian? I have no idea. No, it's an Indian dish. So yeah, yeah. it's high. I use with different cultures, different spices, different herbs consumed in India to create my food. Hundred mm. percent Indian. No fusion. Anything that is not grown, not consumed in India, I don't use yet. I don't. 
I don't know future what happens, right? Mm. If I say anything now, then you are going to hold my neck in the next interview <laughs> if we ever have to meet again. <laughs> now, I remember that last time you spoke, you were, you were also telling me something really interesting about how long time ago Indian uh, game was a big part of Indian yes. cuisine, right? I'm doing it. Yeah, I have foie gras now, which is duck liver, mm-hmm. southern part of India. I do escargots, snails, which is consumed in the southern part of India. I do all that. Yeah, I love and, it. And th- this is all in the flower rises. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new flower, it's called flower rises. It's all there in it. Now, this is something which even you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. That Indians, I have no idea. Indians consume duck liver. Indians consume snails. You're yeah. going to scratch your head. Uh, yes, we do. We've been doing it. We're doing it even now. Mm-hmm. And only thing I'm doing is putting it on the table. It is difficult for anyone to even believe this. Indians eat pumpkin? Of course, yes. It's already there. Indians eat coriander? Yes. Very similar to Chinese. We love our coriander. Mm. Why do you think some of these ingredients aren't as prominent in the Indian cuisine that people expect? Because it's only the seven dishes that the world likes and these are the only seven dishes every restaurant wants to give. You remember the seven mm. dishes? Yeah, but if <laughs> it if it tastes like really, really good, won't it be as popular or, or maybe even, you know, it, it will be one of the seven dishes. But how come, you know, some of these ingredients haven't seen as much popularity or as much daylight as no as chef has given it a shot maybe hmm. you have to you have to come outside the comfort zone and go deeper into any culture you must have the understanding of spice categorically to and that takes years and years and years and years and years of practice that is not taught in college mm-hmm. that is only you learn the trade from someone like how Japanese ramen you need a sifu in spices you must have a sifu Try it anywhere, anywhere else. It's not going to work. Mm. Google will certainly not help you. Uh, <laughs> and out of your whole slew of dishes that you have, is there one that you are, you know, the most proud of? No, I, I have no pride. Out? No, there's no pride. <laughs> June, I, I'm happy for what I'm doing. I'm so glad today that so many base sauces are now made in an Indian restaurant. When earlier it would be just uh, butter chicken is tomatoes. It was only tomatoes, onions. Ketchup puree, some white sauce, and palak, spinach sauce. That's it. It ended there. Now, see so many options when it comes to sauces only. And I'm going to do more and more and more and more and more. So I'm I'm happy these things are happening. No pride. Uh, for example, madam was unhappy uh, that I need some dish which Malaysians love having, a punch with a spice. So what I did is, I love the prawn that I'm serving now. They're beautiful prawn. So currently I serve it in bell peppers. I created another option in which I give the Tamil Nadu base as sauce. But it has my magic touch on top by which it changes completely. So when you have the first bite of that prawn, that sashimi touch, which is nothing but the prawn itself, the creamy, buttery texture of the prawn hits you and the sweetness comes. When it goes in in your, in your palate further in the mouth, it bursts open, palm. The entire mouth is exploded with spices. I call that prawn Sampurna prawn. When you come and have that, Sampurna means complete in India. And Samburna is also the place from where this prawn comes. Okay. So it's like a pun. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's Sampurna prawn. It's a complete prawn. It comes from Sampurna. It is called Sampurna prawn. Mm. Uh, it's beautiful. Whomever I've given that, they say, wow, you deceived us, Yogi. First, when we eat it, it, it is sweet. After it goes, almost going to go in, boom. Having such textures in your mouth, having such flavors in your mouth, June, wow. That is what I want to do. I'm doing just that. And you mentioned before, I guess with all these 
inventive, creative dishes and, and variations of dishes that, that you're doing. Like you were saying, there are bound to be people who, who really love it, but there's a whole spectrum of uh, people who, from loving it to maybe hating it as well. Yeah. Has there been any guests, any customers that you've had, you know, that you've managed to like shift from hating it to loving it? And was there like a... Many, every day. Mm. This is a daily process. It's an education. Uh, what do you think makes it click for them? I don't know. The, if, I'm, if I'm able to talk to, which I try and do, able to talk to tables and that is guests, and explain what they're having one by one, it helps. Uh, but sometimes, you know what happens in June, many guests uh, believe that they know it all. Many of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, know, I know the food, it's curry. No, my dear, you're not having curry at flour. You're having cuisine to the dot and in a fine format. It is comfort, but mm-hmm. it's not what you have anywhere else. Uh, now, how to change uh, a mind or a perception when a guest hears a lot about flour and comes? There's no way, but you have to leave that view or, or that idea of the Indian food you've been having all this while at your home when you're coming to fly mm. and you come as if you, you don't know this food. It'll really work for you. Really work for you. The only way is I have to keep talking to my guests. That's what I did in the earlier fly. Talk, talk, educate, talk, educate, educate. It brought in such a big change. Mm. Now this fly is not a change. It's a massive leap that the cuisine is taking and I like it. So does that mean that you have to do even more talking yes, then? I do. Mm. I'm always on the table. I do not give food where the order is, does not have a balance. If there's too much food on the table also, I go and I say, do not eat so much. You need to reduce this. You need to reduce this. Guests get happy. Many guests who do not order properly, they just order. And the order comes to the kitchen. I go to the table and say, no, the it needs to change. Mm. It'll help you. Many guests say, no, I like it. I say, okay, it'll come. Because mm. as you spoke to in the beginning, it's not just about food, right? It's a whole experience, it's an experience. Of, of dining and eating. Yes, yeah. it is. In comfort format. I, I like doing it, June. Mm. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Is it difficult? You have no idea. <laughs> it gets very difficult. Mm. When you have one guest who, who will, you know, there's so much of intimidation and, and they literally put you down. It's not because the food is good or bad or it's not because of anything. It's just because of of the presumption that you had in your mind that flies this and when you come, it is not that. Mm. You know? And that gap I cannot cover. I can't cover the gap. It, it, I cannot reach your mind where you've already set the mind that this is Indian food. This is Indian food. Yeah. And when you come to flour, Everything is broken. So there's either going to be acceptance, there's going to be rejection. There's no midway here. Yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, when you approach any sort of cuisine or any restaurant to keep an open, open mind. mind. Yeah. You have to. Mm. So this is progress. This is a step towards your vision. But what is your ultimate vision? Okay. Anybody who tells you this is my vision and I've achieved my vision is lying to you. Uh, <laughs> success, vision, are flirts. Okay, literally mm-hmm. flirts. Uh, whenever anybody tells you, I'm happy, you're successful, that success is flirting, which means if you achieve that, it changes the goalpost and goes further or comes at the back. Mm-hmm. It keeps flirting with you. You never get success in your hand. Uh, so what's the vision of Fla? Vision of Fla, I don't know. Uh, what was the vision of Fla? It is achieved now. Am I satisfied? Yes, 
but what is the next coming up in flower is very interesting i'm planning something there's going to be a degustation at flower coming up very soon i don't know why june every time i come here there is something happening at flower uh degustation is coming uh, i'll be coming up with course dining where i'm going to present indian food completely based on on my interpretation and it's going to be very different uh i don't know what will happen june <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what will happen uh, and it's going to be fun uh, that degustation is going to be extremely exclusive dining it will be restricted only to 10 guests and it will only be on weekdays monday tuesday wednesday thursday mm. four days only 10 guests so you can imagine how exclusive it will be uh we have to wait and watch and so what happens as far as comfort food is concerned just so you know my next menu is ready uh, but i'm not going to put it on the table my menu remains on the table at minimum one year i want people to keep trying it and get fed up of me uh, of the food that i give you know that's when i say okay now i change so the next change in this menu will be uh, in june 2021 till that time I have this menu. Keep enjoying it. Mm. Wait, so the the degustation will only come. So I'm in looking June, at mid November this right. year. Uh mid November beginning December. Mm. I'll give keep I'll see if you notice check the journey of la. Mm. And for people who who haven't haven't tried the new place in, that includes me. They what would to, you say you have to, to them? You have to come. Uh see there's some is is not is is completely new food. uh this is for everyone and anyone who's in malaysia you may be racially or nationally indian it doesn't matter to me what matters to me is you are my guest it end, begins and ends right there so it is for everyone you, you should come and try and don't worry if your food is not right i'm going to come out there and have a chat with you and i'm there every day mm. uh so simple as that come taste hate me love me uh tell me i'm overrated uh, average <laughs> Uh, tell me whatever you want to tell but the only way to tell me that is by coming mhm like you said right like food is very subjective so you never know until you do try it in short the only way you can experience it is to go to flower yes you you come mm. come come flower cool well just want to thank you so much for for your time today chef yogi and for sharing and expanding my my mind about indian <laughs> food <laughs> june it's always a pleasure to I say thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. That's all we have for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or visit our website at www.bfm.my. And as usual, for fun recipes and funky food writing, you can visit my blog at jonantonic.com. That's j u n a n d t o n i c.com. I'm Jun and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.